0: Now, From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins.
1: Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins from the Cheap Seat. I hope everybody out there is doing well. Uh, Today we're doing pretty much nothing but NBA. I think I'm on basketball overload right now. Oh, yeah. You know, you come out of the out of the NCAA championship and the playoffs for the NBA start, and they just kind of go on and on and on and on and on. And I wonder sometimes if the NBA, is there any point to, you know, putting two and three days between games because they stretch this thing out forever. And I'm wondering really how much more, how many more viewers they get for Washington, Atlanta, than if they just had that game up against somebody else and, and kind of captured the attention. I'm a sports junkie and it's just hard to, got to kind of put on your seatbelt and then go with on this ride that lasts. Seems like six months of playoffs, man. How much is too much?
2: Well, I think there's a couple of things in play. Number one, it's the NBA and nothing. I mean, you got baseball starting up, but unless you're a diehard baseball fan, they can they own the space. So why not, from a business standpoint, try to maximize that? I can see what they're thinking, but also this is the generation. I'm about to become an old cadre old man here. This Get off gener- my lawn! This is generation of, oh, man, we need rest. I just got on the way over here. I was listening to Charles Barkley talking about all these bums basically backing the truck up and stealing for all the time they take off. And I understand trying to rest an old Tim Duncan maybe way down the road. But you got these kids out there, oh, I need to rest and take time off. And I'm sure that, you know, I guess they're going to use that as an excuse why to space these games out a little bit.
1: I Look, the, the resting part I get during the regular season. I know that uh, it, there's a lot been said about it here lately. Personally, I think it's disrespectful. You know, mail it in. You know, if you're going to sit somebody – you know, manage those minutes as the season goes on, but to just, you know, leave a guy in street clothes and, and if I've paid, you know, premium dollars for a ticket sure. to go see the Hornets play Golden State and then, you know, Steph Curry or whomever doesn't show up and play just because man, he didn't feel like it, now I'm mad.
2: Yeah. And, of course. and at
1: some point you can't keep disrespecting the fans and expect them to just to throw their money at you, man.
2: Price per ticket. Just imagine you taking your kid, and it's his first NBA game, and he's got the uh, you you name it, LeBron jersey on, and LeBron decides he wants to rest that game, just you know, just to kind of you know re-energize his you know fuel cells for the you know the following road trip. The price per ticket is such that it's just unfortunate that that's kind of the strategy. And unfortunately, the Spurs you got David Robinson here, number 50 on the team. Yeah, table. David
1: Robinson in, in studio with us he would, today. What's he up, would, Admiral?
2: He wouldn't take any time off. You know that. And that's why I'm really starting to like Russell Westbrook. I mean, I think he's kind of a weird cat. He definitely dresses a little different <laughs> than I'm used to NBA players uh, dressing. But that guy does not take a second off. That's I'm really starting to love him and his game and what he does.
1: I tell you with all the debate about who the MVP is this year that's been my thing with Russell Westbrook the the triple double is a it, it's like a factoid you know at this point well who's only you know who are the two players to ever average a triple double in a season who's got the most triple doubles the triple double in and of itself doesn't mean anything the fact that Russell Westbrook one had that team on his back right. and watching them against Houston shows how bad that team is outside of Russell Westbrook but the energy and the the grit that he brings to the floor every night, and he's sort of a throwback. If you look in in you know by my estimation, the '80s were sort of the golden age for the NBA, mm-hmm. and those guys. When you think back to to all of uh, our contemporaries that played with Jordan, Barkley, Ewing, those guys. the The thought of somebody telling Jordan, you know, we're gonna we're gonna set you down five or six times a year. And you're not going to play. I can't even imagine his reaction to something like that. Right. And it's just becoming more commonplace. And you're even at some points seeing it in the playoffs now. Come on, man. <laughs> Come. I mean, on, when man. you're making, you've that got was a guys Chris that are Car- making. Chris you, Carter. Come on, Mike. Appreciate you, Chris Carter, old Buckeye. Still problem program's still in trouble over Chris Carter, by the mm, way. Okay. But it, all you, he does
2: is catch touchdowns. Yeah, all he does yeah. is
1: score touchdowns. My favorite line of all time. But you look at these guys and and I don't want to get into the money piece of it. These guys are making, you know, these max contracts 25 million dollars a year. Right. Dude, change your diet, change your workout regimen, do whatever, but get on the court and play 82 games.
2: And lit, it's just like Charles Barkley just said on Mike and Mike this morning. It's just basketball. You're not performing open heart surgery or you know, you're not herding a cat, you know, you're not running cattle through the, the rough
1: you're not and half of these guys really when you look at it they're really only playing half the game because they're not playing any defense anyway right so you know snowbird go down take a couple a couple possessions off but manage the minutes within the game that's where the creativity comes in there and i think that's a guy with, with popovich for instance sure now down the, you know at the, in the twilight of his career Tim Duncan would would take a day off, and I think it's forgivable. The guy, you know, was old as Methuselah by the time he finished up. You're looking at a veteran team, but when you have got guys that are in the prime of their career, and you feel like the only way you can manage it is to just not play them in a particular game, come on. Let
2: me let me do something real quick. You usually drive the topics. Let me flip the script on you a little bit. Do that because you're talking take about the, playing, the wheel. You're talking about playing by the rules, and Pop played by the rules. He rested his guys. I think he's got the only. Really good argument in terms of when he had Duncan in in terms of resting. But let's talk about, I don't know if there's an actual rule, but intentional fouls. So last night, this game where I believe his name's Robinson kept getting fouled, I think he went two for eight.
1: He did go two for eight, and he hit the first two, and then he couldn't hit another one. And, And, I mean, just missing so badly.
2: What do you think about that? Like, I I know what my opinion is. I just want to know what you think about the intentional foul and if anything should happen with that rule-wise. Or do you you leave it alone?
1: No. I mean, if if you're an an NBA, uh, a professional basketball player, and you're that bad at one component of the game – then your opponent should be able to take advantage of that and exploit it. Okay. And you know, this is something way back in the day I, I kinda wondered how come some more coaches don't do these type things? But Billy Donovan needs to have his head examined. <laughs> how many times are you gonna bump your head before you realize I gotta do something different here? And it's not like Andre Robertson is the you know, the be all and the end all Get him onto the bench. Right. And and during the telecast, I think it was Chris Webber doing the game said, "You know, if you're bad at, at something, I don't need to tell you that you that I've got confidence in you, dude. Who's confident that Robertson's going to go up in there and hit a free throw? Right. If they are, they're just confused. I do think it was a punk move, it, you know. But apparently, Houston doesn't care, and they got the W in large part because they employed the strategy. And for folks that didn't see the game because they were, you know, they couldn't stomach a a seventh game." you know, over the weekend because it was just nonstop basketball. Right. Um in the fourth quarter, they started doing it with about five and a half minutes left. Right. Houston started fouling Andre Robertson. And he hit his first two free throws. And as soon as Oklahoma City would get the ball back, um, they just continued to foul. And they did it three or four times. And Oklahoma City didn't take him out. And they just continued to do it. And he didn't hit another free throw. And at the same time Uh, Harden came down and was basically trading three for nothing and they stretched the lead out and then OKC still had an opportunity on a great play where Steven Adams and and Russell Westbrook combined to get a late three uh, had a chance to win the ball game and then Jeremy Grant took one of the worst fouls I've ever seen in my life the and and the and one against Nene and Houston was able to put it away. Houston, Nene, N- by the way, perfect from the field yesterday. 12 what for he, 12, right? 12 for 12, ended up with 28 <clears throat> points. Um, and and that kind of drives home for me what this OKC-Houston matchup is about. And everybody said, well, this is a heads-up between the two best players in the league. Well, yeah, whatever. The two best players maybe not named LeBron James. Um, but it's an unfair fight. Houston, from top to bottom, is that much better than OKC. You take Lou Williams. Lou Williams is better than every other player on OKC besides Russell Westbrook. You could say the same thing about Eric Gordon. You could say the same thing about Patrick Beverly. Nene, maybe a little bit closer when you look at Canner or Steven Adams as the matchup, but that Houston team, it's basically Houston versus Russell Westbrook. And for all of the folks out there who have – formed their mouth up to say Russell Westbrook is the reason that Houston has won a couple of these games. Oh my god. Your sports fan privileges are revoked. Yeah, you got your card pulled. That's ridiculous because if you subtract Russell Westbrook from that team and plug in an average Joe, OKC's sitting at the house watching these playoffs talking about who they're going to take in the lottery.
2: You yep. know,
1: Russell Westbrook is one of the top 5 players in the NBA, no doubt. For me, it's the energy, the defense, the passion that he brings that separates him. And for me, he's the MVP this year. But don't be confused. He's not the best player in the NBA. That's LeBron James.
2: That's funny. You mentioned LeBron. He's probably the best player that's ever lived. But, um.
0: Woo! You mean second best we're player? We're going to
2: touch on that, I guess, you, a little you bit. You mean later. second best hey, player? Just real quick. As much as I'm becoming more impressed with Westbrook, I'm losing a lot for Harden. What? Not, Harden in his Euro step that looks like a travel. It's not, but that Euro step it makes a defender. He either gets his way or he he draws the foul. And if he doesn't draw the foul, he starts crying. And then at the end of the game, he says, "Well, I've been playing with a hurt ankle, but I'm not trying to make any excuses. But I've been playing with a hurt ankle now. Come on, okay." And Harden like, "Come on, seriously. I just think he's flaky." I mean, I'm just going to throw that out there. Flaky. This Euro step, everybody knows, and you should know by now, is you play him to the right. Don't let him fake. I'm, I'm sorry. You play him to his left. Don't let him fake right. Do the Euro step. Go ahead and push him over there and make make him fade away from the left hand side. But for some reason, you, you as a defender, you got to set and take the charge on that Euro step or make him drive left.
1: It sounds awful easy. With you sitting, I
2: couldn't
1: there. do it. <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't do it. But you're, you're. I, I want to make sure that I'm 100 percent clear here. Yes, you said that Russell uh, or that that uh, uh, James Harden is flaky.
2: Yeah. He okay. Is.
1: I'll buy that. You know, no problem. I don't think
2: the beard's real either.
1: <laughs> I think the beard is probably real. <laughs> but with Harden, I'll give you that he's a little flaky. He's a he's an interesting guy. As is Russell Westbrook. But don't take away from his game. I mean, if somebody could stop that euro step cool but they can't and he'll continue to do it and and when it comes down the stretch he's money Hmm. unlike
3: paul jules
0: don't go anywhere we'll be right back you grew up knowing you could do anything as a soldier in the u.s army you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible with guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong and then there's Army strong.
4: The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting edge research.
5: Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion. We need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose.
4: Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. My name
0: is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion.
3: I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned.
6: I'm CeCe. My victory was finishing my education.
3: When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org.
0: Welcome back to From the Sheep's
1: All right, going into the break, I think I distinctly remember at the end of game one, Paul George crying that he didn't get the last shot. Mm -hmm. And then you see that mess he throws up this weekend. And Indiana is gone, out the door, swept by Cleveland.
2: And you know what? They're still in the building. Um, George is trying to help Thaddeus Young find that ball that LeBron slotted into the (laughs) stands.
1: is it time to blow it <laughs> is it time to blow that Pacers team up yeah it is All right. so they can't
2: get past the Cavs. you know well that.
1: they can't get past the Cavs, but i'm not sure they can get past much of anything i mean indiana paul george when you look at him individually throughout the regular season he's going to fill the stat sheet that's that's what he does but this guy doesn't have i want to say defining moment he doesn't have a big moment paul george has never showed up big in a well in the last five years, hasn't shown up big and really shown that he's in that upper crust. He's not basketball royalty at this point. Definitely a good ball player. Definitely could help put a team that's that's close over the top. But the notion that the Pacers are going to be able to hitch their wagon to Paul George and be a contender to me has, has been demonstrated an impossibility.
2: Right. Have we... And I don't think it's a bad topic, Chris. Um, But have we gotten that bored that we're worried about if Paul George is clutch or not? (laughs) Like, have we worked our way down through all the stars to get to Paul George? No. To your point, no. (laughs) (laughs) We no, we're not bored enough. Um, No, I mean, to your point, George does need to find himself another team. This Indiana Pacers team seems like they've been together forever. And I'm like, "Mm," I see the the seedings, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You know, Cleveland might play them first round or second round. Cleveland's going to beat them, you know, as soon as LeBron got back to Cleveland. But yeah, he needs to find it's the way things work these days. You're not going to be able to do it with one player, maybe two players. You got to group these players together. That's the way the league is right now.
1: You do have to group them together. And it's amazing to me how, you know, Indiana was close a few years ago. I mean, looking back when when Stevenson hit the scene and uh, Hibbert was playing good basketball, this was an Indiana team that was – they were on the cusp, man. This was a team that legitimately I think we expected they're going to challenge for a championship at some point. You look back to the Bulls with Derrick Rose when Jimmy Butler was coming on the scene and Noah, and that was a team there. And you thought, wow. And then it just didn't materialize. And in the case of, of Indiana, I think it began with Hibbert forgetting how to play basketball yeah. and and just disappearing. I don't know how a guy's gone from sugar to doo-doo that fast. <laughs> wow. I, I can't think of any other example. That's, that's awful. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. He was he just disappeared. And then you know the pieces started falling apart. Lance Stevenson said it's the biggest mistake of his life leaving Indiana sure in the first place. He's played for like every team in the NBA and now has found his way back. And sometimes with free agency, that's a that's sort of a cautionary tale for everybody. Sometimes you know, you need to take a look and and don't let the money necessarily be secondary, but when things are close, stay where you're comfortable. Stay where it's a good fit because the grass is not greener on the other side. Right. With that Bulls team, obviously the Derrick Rose injuries hurt, but they just couldn't help themselves and they sort of blew the thing up. And yeah, it was a nice story when they went up two oh on the Celtics this time around and Oh, my God, a Rondo sighting, you know, Rondo dominating, you know, resetting the clock for six or seven years. And then he goes down with the injury and now Boston's going to blow him out because they've got the new Allen Iverson.
2: Yeah, you might say Isaiah Thomas is carrying them back. I love in this series, You're, how how long you been waiting to do that? I just made that up right now on the fly, I'm, which is I'm pretty impressed. obvious about how awful I'm that was.
1: <laughs> I, I I have to say, look first first and foremost, let me put this out there. Okay, Boston people talk about this Boston team, and it's well, you know, they they could have the top pick in the draft. This team is already so loaded. Blah 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 blah. Look with that. What that first pick in the draft that they're gonna have, whether it's one through three, which it's almost almost assuredly going to be, whoever they take there's likely to be the second best player on the team in the very near term. Boston's not that good. Right. The East kind of stinks. So Boston <laughs> broke their backs in the regular season to get that number one seed. And they're showing more clearly than probably anybody the value of of being that number one seed because when they get through Chicago, who has fallen apart without Rondo, and you can just watch that team implode, then they get a bunny in the second round, and then they get the honor of getting their clocks cleaned against the Cavaliers in the in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, yeah. And people look back and say, well, Boston's close. Boston's not close. I mean, Boston's not even in the conference. There's no chance, zero possibility that they can beat the Cavaliers in the in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. They just happen to be the best of a bad other seven in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference.
2: I have a feeling this is going to be a stupid question. I haven't thought it through very well. But when's the last time that a scoring point guard has led their team to even a finals, like getting all the way to the finals, much less winning the whole thing?
1: That's – uh, that's amazing that you did that, and I nobody would ever believe it. But we didn't talk about. It. I had exactly that same conversation with myself last night, and I was trying to think when a small. Think about that. Even take it right. one step further, because when you go back, the guys in that conversation, you got to look at Nash having had success, but Nash was you know he had he had really good players around him. Sure. Um, you look at Jason Kidd with those Nets teams and the and the and the uh, Mavericks. And then, of course, you've got to have Allen Iverson in the conversation. That's the
2: one I'm thinking of is, I mean, a score first. Well, and I, you're, you're
1: talking about scores. I'm thinking just in terms of small point guards because a scoring point guard, the only one that's that size especially that's had any success in the NBA, and it's really overstated when you talk about Iverson in terms of team accomplishments, is Allen Iverson. AI was, you know, next level. And I think right now – Isaiah Thomas is sort of in that that Bermuda Triangle because he is a dynamic player. Um,
2: well, how how weak do you feel as a Chicago Bulls fan when you got to stop essentially one scorer, He's the point guard. He's small, and then your head coach says, "Oh, he can't be guarded because he carries the ball." Are if, you kidding me? Well, if I mean, how weak
1: is it, that? It, okay, he's just setting the table. Because if he's concerned about Isaiah Thomas carrying the ball, what's he going to say about LeBron in the, fin- in the conference finals? LeBron,
2: well, LeBron, is- LeBron
1: just takes nine steps on his way to the basket and does whatever he wants and then looks crazy if anybody ever calls anything on him. It was, a, you know, Fred Hoiberg, shame on you, dude. Quit crying.
2: I mean, stop crying. Everybody travels in the well, NBA. It, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's and 90- it's funny that he's
1: doing it in the city where carrying was invented.
2: Right. Hey, listen, you're arguing against yourself right now, buddy. We're, I mean we're having, Jordan, this, we're having this Jordan LeBron conversation you, later, and you're already arguing against against yourself. I feel like I've already won that debate, so you the, might want to be careful.
1: You can't you're not allowed to cry about carrying in the state age. I, I am I am firmly convinced that in our lifetime, there won't be any dribbling in basketball.
2: You just tuck it and run? Tuck
1: and run, man. <laughs> I mean, did did you see the I, I know I watched most of the games, most of each of the games this weekend in between doing honeydew stuff. Mm. But Kelly Olenek made a play in the paint early on in that Bulls game. He, Kelly Olynyk, big man for the Celtics. And he was, he was fouled in the paint and continued to take about five steps and threw up this ridiculous shot that went in. Now, not only was it awarded as the continuation, mm-hmm. but then I listened to the commentators and I, I – what are you guys looking at? Oh, nice play. Oh, really athletic move. Athletic. He just kept running.
2: Well, they're there to, like, promote the game. They're, they're there to, like, make sure things look good for the consumer. So I think – hold on. I think that's Hoiberg calling in. It's- I think he's got a complaint. <laughs> he's complaining about the carrying. Hey, don't answer that. It's Hoiberg. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Just let that go directly to voicemail. We're not trying to hear it. But yeah, I mean, the NBA is pretty. I can't really talk with that ring going on. (laughs) When does that that bad boy go to (laughs) voice? The show just fell apart. No, we're good. We're good. Just tell tell Hoyerberg we'll call him back. All right. Um, So yeah, the continuation. Yeah, it's ridiculous. NBA, there seems particularly with that type of call, there's no consistency. So I just don't know. Um, No
1: consistency. Yes, there is
2: absolute consistency. They always travel? (laughs) Always travel. Travel doesn't
1: get called. And some of my favorite moments sort out there on YouTube are of of reactions of players like LeBron when they actually get called for traveling. They don't even have any concept. If they went and they coached, if they went, you couldn't have LeBron come and be a referee in a high school basketball game. Right. Because he wouldn't even
2: know how to call it. Hey, it could be these guys aren't going to college. They're going directly to the league. Maybe that has something to do with it. Of course, you know, Jordan – I don't know that Dean Smith taught Jordan how to carry the ball there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was – he's done a lot. He's got a building named after him, but I don't think you can pin that one on Dean. I and think he, – hey. What do you think Jerry West thinks about all this? <laughs> He's looking at this game and, like, takes another shot. (laughs) He tries to drink his sorrows away about how the NBA game has become, like, it's actually entertaining because the athleticism there, and I think the jump shot's back. So I would have to say those two things have made the NBA a lot more entertaining these years.
1: Well, when you talk about the jump shot, man, it was funny because, you know, when you and I were in high school, everybody wanted to take it to the ten. You know, it, you, if you looked at somebody and you were like, that dude's really good, it's because he's hanging from the rim. That's right. You know, straddling somebody's face. And that was what basketball had become. Everybody wanted to be Jordan. And, you know, I spent some time overseas in the Army and the rest of that. I came back, and and I remember when I moved to Lexington, Kentucky. And I used to go out, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play pickup, you know, with this, that, and the other, and get out there with these high school and these college kids. And uh, everybody's in an arc. Around the three-point line, and that's what basketball has become. So the jumper is is back, and it's back to stay because you've got a generation of kids who figured out three is bigger than two, Right. and the three-pointer has has come to dominate the game. You don't have so, you don't have as many slashers, you know, trying to get their to get to the rim. Gerald Green, it was that guy came out of the the way back machine. But Gerald Green and some of the things he did yesterday, that was as athletic a moves as, as I've seen in the paint in a long time because that's not what the game is anymore. It, don't get it twisted. I love NBA basketball. We'll talk about it some more on the other side. All right.
0: You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Atkin.
5: You might not love your seats, but you'll love the show.
1: When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed
0: completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life.
3: If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com.
0: Now, From the Cheap Seats with Chris Lambert and Brandon
1: Atkins. We're back. Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, and Professor Trent Nichols has joined us in the house. What's going on, Trent? Howdy, howdy. Now, of course, we're taping here in our hometown of Sanford, North Carolina, and big things going on downtown. Did you get to see the uh, the fireworks this weekend, Brandon?
2: I didn't get to see him. I heard him, and I saw a lot of the uh, Facebook posts. It looked downtown Sanford is the place to be nowadays. So Mrs.
1: D, um, she had me. Hey, <laughs> she had me uh, full on in full blown contractor mode. You know, she told me a long time ago, better handy than handsome. So all kinds of projects. Hmm. We're painting. We're tearing that stuff up, and it, it. You know, there's there's a limit to my handiness. So uh, Ray's construction. You know, drew Ray came out, and you know. You know Think, how it goes fixed. When Drew shows up, you got to get your checkbook out. But, uh, you know, always reasonable, does good work. But he came out and he was like, hey, man, did you hear that shooting last night? I said, shoot, what are you talking about, man? Man, I couldn't figure out what was going on. Did somebody get shot last night? No, man, that was the fireworks. Fireworks in downtown Sanford? We ain't never had fireworks in downtown Sanford. Is that, did I do a good jury Ray right there?
2: <clears throat> Nah, Drew, you don't sound anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's a big old fella, and it, it kills
1: me because you talk about Well, Drew was the meanest kid in school when you were growing up. You didn't Drew's, want to mess with him. Drew's going to be waiting on me when I get home. I got something for them. you, Drew. I got something for you. No, we uh, fireworks man had bands, the food trucks, and all that stuff. Good job to Jennifer St. Clair and Meg Moss and everybody that had hands in uh, making that happen. It was cool.
2: Yeah, well done, city of Sanford. I was just telling Chris, man, this is the place to be. If you're not here... Well, I mean, where are you at? I mean, If you you're in
1: Central Carolina, man, come through. There's a million things to do around here. Absolutely. It's really cool. we got good bars, good restaurants. Temple Theater opens Legally Blonde this weekend. My girl Haley Best, uh, Miss North Carolina 2011. I think I can get her to come in studio next Monday. Oh,
2: that'd be cool. And this
1: seat, Professor Trent, Haley's going to have to sit here with us for at least Chris a Chris is going to bum one of happen. us. <laughs> Haley's awesome. She, she's playing Elle Woods in Legally Blonde. That opens at the Temple Theater right downtown. And, of course, a couple of weeks after that, you heard the the uh, promo coming in, the Arts and Vine Festival. Uh, whether you want to come out and look at pottery and and the artisan's work that's out there or you just want to come out and drink and eat, um, whatever, come on yeah. out. But it's uh, free admission to the public at the uh, Dennis A. Wicker Civic Center. So come on out and um, You'll have a good time. Plenty of stuff going on. You said Sanford's popping right it now. It is. And uh, not a bad place to be. Kind of a well-kept secret. Now, talking basketball, man. And and we talked about Paul George and kind of where he might – well, we didn't really even get to where he might land. Hmm. You kind of ran us off the topic. You and ODB sitting over there, folks, shimmy, are, shimmy listening, <laughs> are listening. Uh, Brandon Atkins is rocking the ODB T-shirt right now, and it is uh, we it's dope. Wu-tang. 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 All right, so here's my my correlation or, or tying this together. Paul George. Paul George is a mighty fine basketball player. Mm-hmm. All right. Over in the West, Blake Griffin and these L.A. Clippers, this they have hit the ceiling, man. Yeah. They're, they're not even pretenders anymore. There's no way they're going to beat San Antonio or Golden State. I don't know that they could beat Houston. Is it time to blow that
2: up out West? They're probably the best-looking team on paper that's not done anything. That and I how can long remember. have they been that? It seems like forever. You know, I mean, it, 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 blow it up. Chris Paul stays, right? Man, I Chris, mean,
1: Paul, Chris Paul's an enigma to me. This guy is the most efficient point guard ever. Whether, whether you're talking in terms of statistics or whether you're eyeballing it, Chris Paul is a next-level player. But Chris Paul's never won anything at any level in terms of championships. And it gets back to, you know, we were talking the scoring point guards and little point guards. You know, how much value at that position is it really, I guess, is maybe the question.
2: Don't worry about it. Golden State will just sign him next year. I mean, that, that's their plan—is to sign every great player in the league. Can have you imagine? Team. Just, no. <laughs> T. So, Nichols. So, Professor Trent, if <laughs> if the if
1: the goal that's a, thats a hypothetical. I like that. If Golden State were to sign Chris Paul in some alternate universe where there was unlimited cap space, if they signed Chris Paul next year, can Steph Curry play the two?
6: Oh, yeah. No, I think so. Absolutely. Okay. So but you just kind
1: of shift everybody down one, and, and Chris Paul or Chris Paul runs the point.
6: You move them down. You, you kick them out. I mean, then he doesn't have to do anything but sit back there. Chris Paul will drive the lane, kick it out to him. Bam, he can hit the shots. Heck, he could put a chair at half court, <laughs> let them do the thing, have Steph Curry sit there no doubt. and take the shots when he needs to. But, I mean, back to the Clippers, what are you going to do? You're not going to give up all those guys, so who is going to take the fall? Man, I don't know.
1: It's, if it right now, Just to try something different?
6: It has to be the coach. You have the pieces in play, so you find somebody that can gel them. So what you're saying is that Doc
1: Rivers is overrated? Hmm. Because if you're maybe not, not over,
6: him, maybe not overrated, but maybe he doesn't have the piece to play his style of basketball. Don't he you doesn't feel have
2: the players that he needs? Don't you feel like it's Blake Griffin though? Like isn't he a weird piece that he's injured again? Again, and he's this he's he's a great player, but it just seems think, like no, he no, is. to no, oh, no, reserve I'll
1: that look. word. He's not a great NBA player.
2: Okay, he is a really good player. He's. I'll I give I him really good.
1: I will give him really good, and he's a funny guy. He's entertaining, but Blake Griffin is not a guy that you can put in that upper echelon, but he's going to get paid like it. And if I'm the Clippers, here's the move I'm trying to make. I'm trying to package Blake Griffin mm-hmm. for Paul George.
6: Mm. And see, Paul George is from L.A., and the rumor is, well, the, the thing is, is he going to end up a Laker? Okay. You know?
1: the. Paul George is under contract next year, okay? For the Lakers to bring in Paul George, they've really got to blow up what they've built. Now, some people, cynics, might look at it and say, well, you know, whatever. They haven't done anything with these kids. But you look at the talent that's coming through the system there in the Lakers organization, and the future's bright. And they started to show it down the stretch. And you talk about D'Angelo Russell and Brandon Ingram and Julius Randle there's some real talent there. The problem is none of it's established enough to go get a guy like George without packaging a lot of that young talent, and then you're basically Indiana West, and you have Paul George and nothing else. Right. So I think that, yes, the, the what you said, Trent, the, the talk is out there, and it sounds good, but if he's going to the Lakers, I think that's still another year and a half away. Yeah. The Clippers, on the other hand— Indiana can't be looking and saying we're only a piece or two away. They're not a piece or two away. They're not that good. Mm -hmm. Can you make a move and bring in Blake Griffin and maybe try to go another route? I don't know what to do for either one of these franchises. For the Clippers, I guess it's, you know, then you move from instead of Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, you plug in Paul George into that spot. I think it's a little bit more attractive. I think Paul George is a more well-rounded player. Not as dynamic. Um, I think it's a great move. Is it something that you think that maybe Indiana would entertain, Brandon?
2: Now, I might be mistaken because I can't remember, but is Larry Bird still a part of that organization? Yes. Okay. They're always going to be good Mm -hmm. enough to get into the playoffs with his leadership, and that means they're never going to get a really great draft pick. So you do have to make a decision – with George, now when he's essentially in his prime, he's probably not going to get any better than he is now. I think he also stepped into it when he criticized, I guess, his team's energy a little bit or their effort. And it may – or, you know, he wanted the last shot, and things of that nature. It may be time just to move him somewhere. I mean, I think we're right now we're talking about what would be interesting, where would be interesting, where he would go. It comes down to the money and – the, logi- you know, the logistics of it if they're able to pull a deal off like that. What would be interesting to see him go to the Knicks, team up with Porzingis, stay in the East, and challenge the Cavs over the next couple of years. But I'm not sure that would that I don't happen. know with
1: the money that, that New York's got committed, if they could, if they could make that happen. Right. I think Mello would have to be involved in that deal, and nobody wants Mello.
6: I think Boston would have <laughs> been a great fit right. for Paul George because if you think about it, When the Celtics are a true contender to win the championship, what guys are still going to be on that team? Maybe one of them. They don't have the superstars. So you give Isaiah Thomas a Paul George and one other piece with these draft picks, and they could contend against the the Cavs.
1: I don't know who it was that put the kibosh on that deal. But Boston, the two names that were rumored to them at the deadline were Paul George and Jimmy Butler. And I think one of those guys would have been a much better piece. In fact, to be honest, would become the best player on that Boston team. Yeah. I think, first of all, Boston's overestimating the talent that they have in place, and their priorities were misguided. Had they had to give up a couple of players you know, to bring in a Butler or a George, I think it would have been worth it for them because, basically, for me, if I'm the GM there, the only untouchable piece on that team is Isaiah Thomas. Right. Anybody else can be had. Horford, you know, sounded good in theory as a free agent, and is just a guy.
2: Paul George. I just think it's time for someone with two first names, Paul George, to win a title. Well, don't you think? And Chris Paul. I, I was so going to say gonna Chris, Chris Paul and Paul to, George. And there you go. Together. I'm, I'm on it.
1: I, dude. You hit the magic Bring formula. in George Carl to coach him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're cooking with gas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's astute analysis, brother. That's wow. that's next level stuff there. It's Tar Heel. Here's the thing with Indiana. And and Indiana w- is, is worse off, I think, than the Clippers are. The Clippers are just in a really, really great conference right now where they're looking up at a couple of teams. In particular, San Antonio and uh, Golden State. But in a down conference where the Cavaliers are far and away the best team in the conference, Indiana's looking up at teams like Washington and Atlanta. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I love that this is committed to tape and it's there forever uh-uh. on the Internet, uh-uh. Milwaukee will play for an NBA championship in the next three or four years. That team and that front office is as good as it gets right now. They've got Giannis Antetokounmpo locked up for another four years, a $100 million. Uh, Chris Middleton's on the come. They're doing everything that they're doing right now without Jabari Parker. So you add him back to the mix. Thon Maker, that team is legit. And they're, this isn't their year. This is a process. Right. They're going to get there. And and you've got to be looking, if you're a free agent, looking across the bow and be like, wow. You know, they don't have a whole lot of money tied up anywhere. They can get loose in free agency. Watch for the Bucks to do a lot of damage over the next few years. That's my two cents on them, guys.
2: I agree. I mean, and nowadays, Milwaukee's not a bad place to play because you don't have to go out to L.A. to grow your brand. So, I mean, Milwaukee's just
0: fine. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong.
4: The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting edge research.
5: Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion. We need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to
4: lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. My name is Bobby.
0: I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion.
3: I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned.
6: I'm CeCe. My victory was finishing my education.
3: When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org.
0: Welcome back to From the Sheep's
1: All right, guys, real quick, we want to run through this last segment for radio. I have a feeling we're going to stretch over into podcast land as we get done. So check us out at SoundCloud from the Cheap Seats. That's SoundCloud from the Cheap Seats. You also want to check us out on Facebook at From the Cheap Seats. And if you've got any feedback about the show, you want to be included in the program, give us an email at cheapseatradio at gmail.com. That's CheapSeatRadio at gmail.com. Pretty soon we'll have a 1-800 number people can dial into. We'll get that squared up. All right.
2: Not he, you, Hoiberg.
1: Hoiberg's Heuberg, <laughs> on my forget that blocked. He's blocked. <laughs> blocked. All right. So, real quick, let's go down the let, let's go down the remaining list of seven series that are out there. Okay. Because uh, Cleveland's through. All right. Boston-Chicago's tied at 2-2. I think the Celtics have got this in the bag, with, but only – because Rondo's out and Chicago can't find their way, Trent.
6: I agree, Boston.
2: Yeah, Boston.
6: I mean, All right, so we're unanimous. Get Boston they,
2: gets through. They get a he- player that can't be guarded. So
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's a cheater. They're they're
6: walking their way to the second round. Yeah, that was like a it.
1: lame attempt. The Team carrying man, he's got you. All right, Houston, OKC. Houston's up three one. Uh, Is there any chance Russell Westbrook's got enough magic in his hat hat to uh, win three straight games?
2: Last night's game was huge, and they wrapped it up last night with that. I
1: agree. I agree. All right, Clippers-Utah. Clippers dodged a bullet here, and I'm going to tell you, if Gobert didn't go down, I think Utah would have beaten the Clippers without Gobert in the game the rest of the way. He's back. Is he back? Yesterday.
2: Did he play yesterday?
1: Yes, sir. Come on, He came back. He's back. Me yeah. with the with astute analysis. All right. Hey, is Now, okay. uh, you're right, because Gordon Hayward missed yesterday with food poisoning.
6: Hmm.
1: Interesting. Yeah. It's a mess.
6: A future Boston Celtic Gordon Hayward.
1: You think so? Yep. My prediction. Wow.
6: He played college for Brad Stevens. I think it's time.
1: Is he going to take all those other Butler guys with him? Yeah. I mean, that's, Shelvin Mack. Yeah. All right. So, Clippers-Jazz. clippers, jazz.
6: clippers. Chris Paul. I think the Jazz will beat them.
1: Wow. Yep. Given that Go Bears back and snuck under my radar, and that just tipped the world off that I didn't watch the game
2: yesterday.
1: Mm. Um, I'm going to take Utah, too. I think the Clippers, the Clippers find a way to lose ball games, And in the bigger scheme of things, it really doesn't matter because they're going one more round and then they're going home anyway, whichever team gets through this series. Milwaukee, Toronto. I thought Milwaukee had this thing in the bag, and they've kind of stubbed their toe. I wouldn't be surprised if Milwaukee wins, but I think Toronto, because of their backcourt play, gets through this. Guys, what do you think?
2: I like Toronto simply for the fact is that I want to see LBJ jaw at Drake again on the sideline. <laughs> I got no I got no other logic besides that. It, making Drake shut up. And I'm a big Drake fan. It's great workout music, and he just came out with a new album and it's the bomb. So I suggest you yeah, go ahead Yeah, and get
1: that. Kendrick Lamar's got the album, man. Drake oh, Drake's man. got nothing on Kendrick. All right, Golden State gets past Portland. I don't think anybody in the world thinks it's anything no. different. And Washington and Atlanta.
2: I like Washington. Um, his name is John Wall. Is absolutely bawling his mind out right now. And I don't think I – a lot of people knew that he would be good. And how the North Carolina schools missed out on John Wall coming out of North Carolina escapes me. But I don't think anybody thought that he would be – He's turned into a superstar in Washington, and I think he's the X factor in this series.
1: I tell you what, I was in Lexington during the John Wall years or year. (laughs) Um, Nobody up there thought anything less than he was going to be a superstar. Mm. Um, John Wall is is as fast a player on the floor as has been in the league since AI. Period. Mm. Now, again, how far can a scoring point guard take a team? Is the question, and that's you know, that's a debate for another day. All right, so Washington, Atlanta, where are we at with that?
2: I'm no, gonna take, take the Washington. bullets. I like Washington, Washington, the bullets. It's the wizards. <laughs> I'm gonna take the wizards.
1: <laughs> I really wish they were still called the bullets, so because it was a cool team name, yeah, it was, and uh, I was thinking <clears throat> about it's something else, but anyway, all right, so we're taking the bullets.
2: To get Are through, we in the, we're in the '80s. Did we get zapped into the '80s? So, and, come on, man! All right,
1: all right, So, given given your druthers, I take which, Moses Malone and the Bullets with well, John Wall. Which do you prefer, man? Bullets or Wizards? Which is the <laughs> bullets. better? Bullets. Bullets. All right, oh, yeah. and especially okay. The, what, then what henceforth, do you have more on? henceforth on this, it's our show. <laughs> we can do whatever we want to. We will refer to the Washington basketball franchise as the Bullets.
2: Period. I'm going to wave my Wizard's wand and turn them back into <laughs> the Bam! Bullets. Bam. <laughs> We're back into the Moses Malone days. By the way, if they're going to be the Wizards moving forward, come up with a little bit cooler logo. He it's, it's just looks lame. like a. He should be on the the front of a cereal box. Or and something. I don't
1: care what John Wall does. All I can think when I see the Wizards logo is Jordan wearing that lame. I know, man. man why? Why do you have to do that? It was lame, man. Forty five. All right. Lastly, San Antonio, Memphis. I would love, 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 love for the Grizzlies to win this thing. I just don't see how it can happen. Kawhi Leonard, man, he's a monster. And carried that team, San Antonio, back from the from the dead and still couldn't win game four with Memphis. But Memphis is sort of this is a hurdle that they've overcome this year. San Antonio has owned them in the playoffs. The fact that they've forced this, you know, gotten it to 2-2 is a big deal for them. I still I don't think they can get past San Antonio. San Antonio's legit one of the best two or three teams in the NBA. But good for Memphis. And if Memphis can ever figure out how to get a guy that can create his own shot that's not 47 years old, they're going to do some damage one of these days. They've got Gasol and Conley locked up. you got Zebo in there doing his thing. Um, They need a better creator of shots than Vince Carter at this point in his career.
2: I'll just say that Conley is another player that has an engine that just won't quit. Like, I appreciate his game, much like Russell – um Westbrook those guys are out there earning their money I just I would give the series maybe to San Antonio just because of the experience and Pop is just really good at what he does
1: well when you look personnel wise San Antonio is is you know they're monsters Kawhi Leonard is a guy that that kind of arrived late to the party with the MVP conversation right. Russell Westbrook and James Harden have been the you know the two names out there the entire season Kawhi Leonard, to me, if I'm starting a franchise tomorrow, I'm not sure that Kawhi Leonard, because of his age, is not the guy that I want to, to build my franchise around. Sure.
4: I okay. see
2: that.
1: The MVP, however, when you talk in terms of Westbrook, Harden, Kawhi, they really should probably change the name of the award. And it should be the most valuable player not named LeBron James. LeBron – Probably should have been the MVP each of the last probably 10 seasons in the NBA.
2: Um, you're not going to get any argument from me. So why is it that we ignore the guy like that? It's the same reason Coach K doesn't win Coach of the Year every year. You know, I mean, this year removed. But, you know, if you're basing it on performance, Coach of the Year, Coach K, I mean, Roy might give him a run. But you can't give the, the award to the same guy every year, can you? Why not? I wish you could. I'm of the opinion that you should give it to the best person, but the way people look at it, they don't want to see it go to the, 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 the best guy. every. Well, they don't want, want to see it go to the same guy every year. So maybe you change the MVP
6: to the voting to go after the playoffs. Because if you take it away, yeah, it's not fair. LeBron James should win it all the time because if you take him off the Cavs, they're nobodies. You know, but you look Whoa. at
1: what... Whoa. You take LeBron
6: James out, the Cavs would be the, Come on make the man. playoffs.
1: If you take LeBron off of the Cavs, the Cavs are the Bullets or the Hawks. Uh. They're still one of the top five or six teams in the East. There's no doubt in my mind. Kyrie Irving is a top ten player in the NBA. Period. Okay. You've got Kevin Love. You've got Tristan Thompson. There are other pieces there. Let's not pretend that... LeBron is carrying these Cavaliers the way Jordan carried his Bulls.
2: <laughs> the show just got funny, y'all.
1: Dude! Look, LeBron is the greatest player alive today. No doubt. He is the second best player in NBA history. That's not
2: true. Come on, man. Listen, I guess we're starting to. What? 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 what what we, do you got, man? We're starting this whole LBJ versus MJ. There I segued no, into it. I segued into it. Okay. There is no,
1: there's no debate here. Okay, Michael Jordan, number one All right. in the world, just ever,
2: just period. based on the movies they played in: Space Jam versus Trainwreck. I take train train wreck.
1: You're a girl. <laughs> You're that's the stupidest Actually, no, thing. No. That is you. Oh my God! I, I can't when, believe you I said. Need that. To be
6: honest, though, I wasn't a big LeBron fan, but watching that movie, I thank was like, you. dude, this guy's pretty cool. Just like when Peyton oh Manning my. was on Saturday Night Live, I liked him a lot. Oh thank, my a thank you, God.
2: Thank you, T. Nichols. Oh, and one other thing. What about quotes? Wait, whoa, wait a minute. Wait, let's go back. Let's go back. Michael
1: Jordan you played just with Bugs Bunny. You just said Bill, Bill Train wreck,
2: is better than Space Jam <laughs> you guys are out of your minds wasn't Bill Murray in Space Jam Yes, he, he couldn't even save that movie that movie is amazing Sean Bradley's in that movie my Chris. kids are a generation <laughs> removed from Space Jam and they still love that
1: thing Trainwreck mm. six more months down the road you're going to have to explain to people what even what that movie even was Space like, Jam is a timeless classic in large measure because Jordan
2: was in it I love me some Amy Schumer though Trainwreck <laughs> is in no way, shape, or form.
4: Okay.
1: Let, let's let's ask this question. Let, let's ask this question because Trainwreck is technically a sports movie, right? We did a top 10 of sports movies. It's out there on YouTube. Folks, go check it out. We did that. Right. I don't remember anybody voting for Trainwreck. Space nah. Jam was
2: like on the periphery. That's how, that's how bad Space Jam Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: well,
2: Let's go to quotes then. LBJ. One of my favorite quotes of his is, "If I could clone myself, we'd be all right." But I can't. <laughs> <laughs> MJ. Let's move, let's move it over to MJ. The ceiling is the roof. Come on, man.
1: Oh, it's it's amazing. The context and the perspective that you're looking at things from, because when Jordan said the ceiling is the roof, you came in and defended it. Yeah, you know it is genius. And you, you know, look, you're, you're, look, you texted me pictures of logos. The kids were doing fan art associated with it, and now you want to turn
2: the table on your boy. Well, he's the one guy that can say something really stupid, and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm, that's it, that's right, mm-hmm. that's MJ. So, but
6: if Jordan wasn't the greatest player of all time, why is the crying Jordan still around? They don't have the crying LeBron, and heck, we have actually. They tried to jack it.
1: Have you seen the Have you seen the commercial now that they're doing with the little tiny head that they put on LeBron's body? Mm-mm. You haven't seen the commercial yet. No. Look it up as when we go into the next break. Oh yeah, they tried to jack it. They're trying to kind of create that and use the that. Crying, crying Jordan,
2: man. We're going to get serious about this debate. Come All on. right, head
1: over to SoundCloud from the cheap seats. We'll hey. see you there.
0: You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Akin. You might
5: not love your seats, but you'll love the show.
0: Now, from the cheap seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins.
1: All right, so welcome to the podcast portion of this show. And uh, going into the break, I'm talking to these two knuckleheads that seem to think that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan, which is ludicrous. I brought in my special guest correspondent, to chime in, Grant Hill, starting lineup. Grant Hill has joined us in the in the studio. Um, Grant, we don't have a microphone for him, but what he told me was, "Brandon's stupid." Really? <laughs> <laughs> the best you've got is the. Trainwreck is better than Space Jam.
2: Well, we were going to pillo- put a pillow up there, but it wasn't soft enough for. <laughs> oh, so come we on. Put Grant
1: Hill up oh, there. here we go, man. Your your tar heel blue is showing. Even when you're wearing non-tar heel gear, man. You got an ODB shirt
2: that's blue. Oh, yeah. Shimmy shimmy y'all. You know how that works. <laughs> All so, right, man. Look. Hey, I got I got to tell you something really quick. Um Haley, who's in Legally Blonde, playing at the Temple Theater. You want to give me the dates and times real quick? Uh,
1: opens Thursday, April 27th, runs through May 14th, I think.
2: I, all right, I got to plug this real quick. Millicent Morning, my girlfriend, is. What related. up, Millie? She's related to Haley. Um, Millicent went to a Southern Wayne high school game and got then high school player Mike, is how he signed Jordans. Autograph! Shut up,
1: man! You just made that up. Are no, you
2: serious? She was a kid. What? That's how all this crazy stuff ties in together. She has got an a high school autograph from Mike Jordan. That's nuts. When from his Laney days. Millicent,
1: you just moved to a new level. She's cool.
2: <laughs> she's really cool.
1: <laughs> wow. So anyway. So now I understand why you're able to put past the you're able to move past the whole NC State alum thing. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. That's how we work it out. That's cool. Yeah. That's cooler than anything else. I just I had, had to throw that out there. Hey, Millicent. <laughs> How's hey, it going? Millicent?
1: How's it going? <laughs> all right. now, But I bet you Millicent knows better and would say that Jordan is the superior player. And here's, here's my rationale, and I'm just going to put all my cards on the table. Jordan was the best player in the NBA beyond any shadow of any doubt during the golden age of the NBA. And here's uh, – LeBron is the best player on the planet currently, there's no doubt. I do think he's the second best player ever. My my thing is, is when you look at the East and the competition he's played against in the East, there is absolutely no comparison to what Jordan had to get through to win the Eastern Conference Championship. And then everything that the West was able to throw at him over six different title runs, Jordan overcame it.
2: Okay, let me just say something really quick. Please. We're talking about the, the players from the 80s and 90s. Yep. I don't disagree that those players are the best our generation has ever seen, like across the board, the, the depth, whether it be Barkley, David Robinson, John Stockton, Carmelo, the list goes on and on, correct? Yeah. But I would challenge you to come up with a better team than the Spurs that the Cavs have had to play, has basically been their arch nemesis, whether it be with a LeBron James with the Heat or the Cavs. Now, you got to look at... Okay, look, and, and,
1: and that's a great point. How many times did Jordan go to the finals and not win?
2: Never. He went to the finals and won every time. But he went six times, and he had arguably one of the best players who's ever lived on his team in Scottie Pippen. But how, many,
1: with, how, many, how many rings did Pippen get without Jordan?
2: He got none, okay. but he also didn't have a whole lot of help. It's kind of hard.
1: How many conference championships did Pippen play in without Jordan, either when he was with the Bulls for the two years Jordan was gone or when Pippen moved to the Portland Trailblazers?
2: I, I can't remember. To a
1: loaded Trailblazers team.
2: I thought that they made – maybe they were in the game with the uh, Knicks. Wasn't that the Hubert, Hubert Davis three that um, – I may be make, making this up. But in I the thought, conference finals? Not the finals. Oh. I, I thought you said uh, conference – Championship, yeah, the conference championship coming out of the East. I thought the, they made the, it to that. The conference finals. We got to
1: look that up. I don't yeah. think the Bulls went to the conference finals.
2: They did pretty well though. I mean, they got into the playoffs and they're a pretty good team. But I mean, brother, they got into the playoffs. So did, so did Indiana and Chicago this year. Hey, real quick, LeBron was with the Cavs in 07 they got swept by the spurs probably one of the best teams that's ever been 4-0 it was a good one then they meet them again in 2013 heat beats them 4 to 3 i think um that was the ray allen shot that saved them but nonetheless it's against the spurs well and that they, was
1: a and and this isn't this doesn't take any thing away from from lebron james that series should have been won that that series was over right. in game 6 and the spurs Folded. Well, the one—I mean, they, one of the biggest collapses ever. But yes, you're right. They did. They did win four three.
2: Then the Spurs turn around and beat them four one. He he leaves, goes to the Cavs. He plays Golden State, who's easily one of the best. They have the best all time record of the regular season. That's a pretty good team. I put them up against a lot of the teams in the '80s, and then they turn around and beat Golden State last year four three in that remarkable comeback, which I give Lebron. Lebron and Kyrie Irving just went bananas, but um. I, I would challenge you to come up with a, maybe Phoenix, Barkley's, Phoenix team. I'm Dude. not buying the Knicks. Let's. Ewing's one of the most overrated big men that's ever set foot on this earth. So I'm not. T- if Starks is one of your best players, although I love Starks' game and I love him as a player, he's not one of the better players. All that.
1: right, Jordan beat the Lakers in the finals.
2: Okay, that's fine. It was an old Lakers team, it was an old Lakers team, but they were still intact. Right, who they have Vlady Divot or something about something like that? Magic Johnson, though. Okay, well, an old magic.
1: They beat the Drexler Trailblazers,
2: which is probably the best team they beat.
1: They beat Barkley and his son's team, which was a super team before super teams were a thing. That to me is the most impressive one.
2: The Kevin Kevin Johnson, Kevin Arnold Johnson, Arnold Dan, Marley. Dan
1: Marley, yeah, that was
2: man.
1: that was a nasty team, and the Bulls beat them. My thing is when you look at the Eastern Conference, the Eastern Conference during the Jordan years, think about the teams they had to get through to get through the regular season and get that one seed and then get through the playoffs into the championship. You're talking about those Indiana Pacer teams with Reggie Miller, Rick Smiths, the Davis brothers. You're talking about some awesome Cavalier teams. The Pistons... That Pistons team was loaded and won two championships in its own right. You know, Chicago had to find a way to finally get through them and basically broke that team up. And then those Knicks teams, yes, I think Patrick Ewing was was overrated, but Patrick Ewing and those Knicks teams were really, really good.
2: So ask yourself the question, when did they finally break through? Who did they add to their team that helped them finally, the Bulls finally break through? Would it have been Scottie Pippen? Pippen was
1: just another pick in a long line of picks. It I mean, could have been you look Charles
2: at, Oakley helped
6: also. No,
1: Oakley was gone before the championship runs. Scottie Oakley, Pippen. they traded when they figured out they couldn't get past the Pistons. They traded Oakley to the Knicks for Cartwright. Check this out. Cartwright was there, dude. You're talking about a team that featured Will freaking Purdue and Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc, who pretty good, was,
2: pl- pretty good player. But hey, Scotty Pippen. Guess who's got more points than? Well, Isaiah the Knicks Thomas? beat
6: the Bulls in the second round without Michael Jordan, and then they went on. The conference finals was against the Pacers. Okay, and then the and that was second epic.
1: year without Jordan, what happened there?
2: He kind of came back. Didn't he? Did he come back that year? he came back right before the
1: playoffs in 95, didn't he? They were yeah. doing
2: just fine until Jordan came back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I, think, I think you're right. See, so you're trying to be disrespectful here. I'm telling you that I think that the margin between Jordan and and LeBron – is almost semantics. Okay, let me Okay, there's very little space between the two of them. And and I'll say this, you we have talked about a lot of guys today. We talked about Paul George, we talked about um all of the superstars. Every one of those guys would be tra- if you had an opportunity to trade them straight up for LeBron James, you'd absolutely do it. Of is course. there any exception there? No. Is there anybody you're like I got this guy and you know, money not being an issue if it's not a max
2: contract guy, you'd trade him for LeBron James tomorrow. If you want to be in the finals, you'd make the trade for LeBron James. I agree. If he's on the team, you're going to the finals.
1: But if you if you let's teleport time travel, I don't know, some of that geek stuff. Yeah. Jordan back into today, same thing. There's nobody you would not trade for Jordan. <clears throat> So you're looking at them and they're they're even and and you can look at it and you say well if we played one on one, LeBron would post up Jordan back him down in the post and would own him. You can say that?
2: I don't know if that's true though. I
1: tell you, well, what do you think, Brandon?
2: Let's go ahead and dismiss that myth that Jordan would beat him one on one. I think he would. Think he, he would. Too. He wouldn't beat him one on one like on a regular basis. So if they played ten times, LeBron would beat him seven. And, I mean, you just – at LeBron's 6'8", 250. Yes. Jordan was is 6'6", when he was playing around 216 pounds. Yes. Of course, if LeBron gets the ball, it's over. It's game
1: over. The difference in a one-on-one game between Jordan and LeBron would be how efficient Jordan shot the ball because he's not going to out-rebound LeBron. Right. LeBron could back him down in the post. And he would be a he would be a tough matchup, but you're you're underestimating. I mean, he he doesn't have that great a, a an advantage because Jordan can jump out of the gym. Jordan would blow by LeBron on a regular basis and get to the rack. I, I just believe that, and there's nothing
2: you can say that would. Okay, hold on for a second. All right, neither one of these guys are slouches. They're two of the best ever. Okay? They are so the two I'm not, best. I'm ever. not trying to be disrespectful. They're the best, but. LeBron James can guard all five positions. I would argue the only player in the history of the NBA that LeBron James could not guard is Shaquille O'Neal. He can guard center, do you want him guarding the center? No. He can guard. He guards point guards all the time. You can't say the same thing about Jordan. Right there, that's a level of value that you don't get with Jordan. You can't play him at any every position on the floor like I'm, you can LeBron. Games. I'm willing
1: to agree with you that LeBron is one of the few people that could play defense on anybody. I would say that he's no better equipped to do that than Magic Johnson was. But because of his size and because of his skill set, yes, he can guard anybody. Here's one of the differences between the two players, though. How often does he really do it? No, he doesn't. LeBron plays one side of the ball an awful lot.
6: So, what about with the way the NBA is now? Could LeBron really guard anybody if he was playing back then? Because the rules are different. LeBron can't touch these guys. Michael Jordan, he was playing in a much more physical league. I mean they weren't it's not touch them and everyone's flopping on the floor. Well, Jordan I mean, played in an battles. era the
1: the first half of his career really So why was would still you
6: want to put him against those those guys? You know, I think he could guard anybody. I think Jordan could guard anybody on the floor. Any of those guys? I don't know if Jordan could go down Shaq. in the post.
1: I I don't think that Jordan could go down in the post. I don't think he was big enough. Um you know, the way he rebounded was sort of the way Russell Westbrook rebounds. Now. Right. So, no, I don't think
0: he could have really done that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong.
4: The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research.
5: Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion. We need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose.
4: Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org.
0: My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion.
3: I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm CeCe.
6: My victory was finishing my education.
3: When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org.
0: Welcome back to From the Cheap
1: all right, Chris D'Lamber, Brandon Atkins, and Professor Trent Nichols here. I'm, I'm vacillating. I'm going back and forth, um, not with the Jordan-LeBron thing. I can't decide whether I want to call him Professor Trent or T-Nice. I like T-Nichols. T-Nichols. t Nickel. Let's just keep it. t Nickel. t Nickel. t Nickel. I like that. Now i am I got too many things to think about. Brandon, Yo. he's on the side of LeBron James. I'm selling him Michael Jordan is a better player. You made an interesting point during the break. That Spurs team – um, I don't think, you know, Tim Duncan, where he falls sort of on the the hierarchy of all-time players, the unquestioned leader of those great Spurs teams, you said, I think the Spurs could have gotten one of those championships from the Bulls. I'm not sure I disagree. I'd right. love to jump up and down. Now Jordan's Bulls would have beat them. Jordan's Bulls, the second set of three, I think could have challenged... That Spurs team, and that would have been a great series to watch. You're talking about two of the greatest teams of all time. Those first three with Jordan before Rodman, man, I don't know. That'd been tough.
2: Well, and go back to Jordan's time too. Houston won those two back to back. Yep. Jordan was gone. That yeah. was the best that Houston ever was. And can imagine that matchup. I'm not saying maybe Jordan would have won one of those matchups, but that Houston team was nasty. You make he a, was playing baseball.
1: You make a good argument, and that was when uh, that was when Olajuwon was at the top of his game. Drexler had come home. Yep, it
2: was nasty. Let me let me go back to Scottie Pippen. Which let me hit on a couple of things that I think I feel makes the difference in terms of why Jordan had an advantage and why LeBron James carries more of a load for all of his teams that he's played on. Scottie Pippen's got more points than Isaiah Thomas, Bob McAdoo, Julius Irving, and Magic Johnson. That's just the first couple that I saw. I didn't even go down the list. That's not a slouch. And depending on if you look at CBS or ESPN, he's ranked either 22nd or the 23rd best player that's ever breathed oxygen.
1: How many more points does Scotty Pippen have than Dwayne Wade?
2: You know, I don't know. I know D. Wade had about 21,000, 21,317 points. I don't know how uh, Pippen's points right in front of me, but um, he – Pippen, no, I don't have his points. But D Wade's got a little over twenty one thousand points. And how
1: many Pippen have?
2: Pippen, I don't know. I don't know that number. I don't have that in front of me. Here is my
1: point: is that Batman always has his Robin. And yes, Pippen, Pippen was a great player. Pippen was an unheralded guy. They took a flyer out of you know coming out of Central Arkansas, and he turned into what he was. And I'm not going to say that everything that he did on the floor was a product of playing alongside Jordan. Right. But Jordan is the guy that mentored this guy, taught him how to be a pro, taught him how to play the game, showed him what was acceptable and what was not. And the thing with, with Pippen is Pippen is one of the most underrated defenders in the history of the league. Right. And learn that from a no-nonsense competitor – That said, hey, you're going to play defense if you're going to be on my team and was NBA defensive player of the year several times. Jordan, uh, what I'm getting at is that, yes, Pippen was a great player. Pippen didn't come into the league as that great player. It was the the atmosphere that he came up in and that demand for excellence that Jordan brought. Give me an example of LeBron fostering and mentoring somebody to that kind of level of success.
2: I don't think the opportunity has been there. Really? No.
1: Mario Chalmers? Oh,
2: come on, man. I mean— I, We're I, not talking about him and Pippen the, in the same sentence, are we? Like, no, I'm, I'm just
1: saying—well, uh, we, maybe we would if it wasn't. I'm, I'm telling you, I was a Bulls fan religiously through this and lived through them taking Jeff Sanders and Stacey King and, and these guys. And the front office wasn't a bunch of personnel geniuses.
2: I know. They hit it
1: out of the park when they took Horace Grant and they took Scottie Pippen— and those guys came up through the system
2: wasn't Scotty Pippen in marching band in Arkansas or something like he Pippen, was an anomaly here's here's, like, here's
1: Pippen Pippen didn't go to school to college to play basketball right he was a kid that in high school had been a great kid his coach got in touch with the with the uh with the head coach at Central Arkansas and said hey I've got this guy He's a great kid. He'll be a credit to your program. They brought him in to be the manager. And between his senior year of high school and his freshman year of college, he grew like seven inches. Right. And by the time they came in, they're like, oh, my gosh, this kid can play
2: ball. That was my plan, but it just didn't work out for me. I was hoping to grow. Never
1: too late, man. You've got eligibility left, too. I'm drinking too many Coke Zeros for that Stunt your growth. So the thing with Pippen is that – he wasn't even a known quantity coming out. And there were a lot of groans when they took him because you had the you know the D1 guys that were out there front and center, and they take this guy, Scotty Pippen. Who knows what he would have been if he went into a different situation?
2: I think he would have been similar but not the same player, so I'll give you credit. He, he have. But, but, hey, listen, you know I'm looking at assists right now. Pippen ranks 31 lifetime in assists at a little over 6,000. Jordan's number forty-three on that list. Guess who's number twelve on that list? LeBron James. You're you're
1: trying to make the point that Jordan's record of accomplishments is tainted because Scotty Pippen Just not is a good. top fifty all-time player. That's uh, look here. When it's all said and done, Kyrie Irving is one of the best ten players in the NBA. I
2: agree. Right when, now, but when any, those
1: Heat teams were doing their thing, Dwayne Wade was a top ten player in the NBA.
2: After the Mavs series that they lost to Dirk Nowitzki, who is actually six on all-time scoring, they should have beat that which team, which
1: shows you how little those they career numbers matter. But,
2: but it, they should have beat that team. That was the last year that Wade was at his peak. It was a down. He was down cycling the entire time after that when LeBron James with the Heat. LeBron probably would have stayed with the Heat if Wade's game hadn't fallen so far off. I mean, he's just at the end of his career. Um, I'll say Pippen, Kyrie Irving's nice, but when I was doing some of the research to have this debate, Kyrie's too young. You don't know his story yet. He's awesome top 10 right now, but you don't know his overall story. He's not on any of the lists in terms of scoring assists or anything. I'll go to coaching real quick. What about the coaching advantage? You got Phil Jackson who coached the Bulls. That dude's got eleven rings coaching two as a player. Um wait, compare wait. that yeah, to t- yeah, Phil get Jackson. Get on it, Trent. Get yeah, on. In.
6: Who Phil Jackson had Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Exactly. And after all those got broken up, he has nothing. And how's this well, genius so all, working out? How's yeah. this
1: genius working out in New York? You you just you lost nothing. credibility there. And no, it made a point for me too. I wanna I want to say this. Right. That you said if the if the Bulls had to play the Spurs team that the Cavaliers had to play, could the Spurs conceivably have beat them? And I said, yes. Tell me that that Mavericks team could have beaten Jordan's Bulls. That mic okay. dropped. That would not have happened.
2: That's a pin, not a mic. But this, I'll just say, listen. These mics are way too expensive
1: to drop, brother. That
2: was the year, and this is – I'll give you that. that wouldn't have beat the Bulls team – as they were going. But that was the team, the Heat team, that was just assembled, and they were like, you take it. No, you take it. You take it. No, you take it. And I'm not saying – Jordan might have said, give me the ball. That's fine. They wouldn't have beat the Bulls team. Everybody who talks about that Mav series says the Heat should have beaten them. There's no doubt. But just the coaches, the coaches, back to coaches. Compare Phil – first of all, he got coached under one of the best ever, Dean Smith – but then he goes and he coaches – he gets coached under Phil Jackson. And I knew you'd make the argument about, oh, he had Kobe and Shaq. LeBron James done it under Eric Spolstra, Blatt, and now Ty Lu. They're not exactly going to be on any Mount Rushmore of coaching anytime soon. Look here, if, so not if not Ty
1: only- Lu holds on to that job for the next three or four years, he will be on the Mount Rushmore. You're talking about a guy that will have multiple conference championships and will fall into a ring or two, and he will be on the Mount Rushmore. And Ty Ty Lewis probably younger than you and I. He may be around for another thirty years coaching. You're, you're talking about who's on the you know in the hierarchy of wins. Lenny Wilkins. Lenny Wilkins is talked about like a coaching icon. The guy won one championship back in like 1947, and he's rode that out forever. And they're all Lenny Wilkins. Lenny Wilkins was a journeyman coach, couldn't win anywhere. Except for the time he won what, back in, what, 77? Come and, on, and right now You can't invoke Phil Jackson. Jordan made Jackson, not vice versa.
6: And right now, the third most wins in the playoffs, playoff wins as a coach that's active right now, is Mike Brown, who's coaching for
2: Golden State. What?
1: Yeah. <laughs> he has T-nickel the third most wins. t Nichols coming through. See,
2: this is what's so great about this. t Nichols. t Nichols. Is it T Nickel or T? It's Nichols?
1: singular, brother. All T day.
2: Nickel was on my side going in this debate, and he saw me whooping you. What? And he has shifted. He's actually shifted his chair to the right. No, to my help brother. the brother out, and I don't blame him. No, he has <laughs>
1: coming over to the winning side, and it's the Maverick series. I'm telling you that coaching aside, just they just assembled the team, brother. They played a hundred games together by the time they got to that finals. Jordan would not have allowed his team to win or or to lose to the Mavericks. Look at the flu game. The second year Jordan
6: was out, they lost in the second round to the rookie Shaquille O'Neal. Dude, he'd been back playing
2: for 15 minutes. Come on. The second year. Hey, LeBron's the first non-Celtic to go to six straight finals. It's pretty amazing what he's been able to do. It is. And he picks up and just... Do y'all want to go to the finals? All right, I'll come over there. It is the absolutely
1: finals. it is absolutely amazing what he's accomplished. And I've been a fan since the day he showed up from high school. But if you take LeBron James and instead of going back to Cleveland when he left Miami, you had him go out west to, I don't know, Portland, he wouldn't be to six straight finals. LeBron is not enough to get them through the West year after year consistently into the Eastern Co- totally or into the Western Conference Finals.
2: I totally disagree
1: with that. Now, if you want to take him and Ray Allen and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade circa five years ago out there, yeah, they can form a super team and they can do it. Can you imagine you talk about Jordan and Pippen? What if they recruited Barkley to come play with them?
2: I mean, look, I don't like the way the league is nowadays. And you talk about the flu game. Yeah, I've heard it was food poisoning, flu, whatever. I'm tired of hearing about it. Like, 2015, LeBron James is injured playing against the Golden State Warriors. He's injured. They still took two games. They almost sent that to a game six. And he's playing injured. Nobody's, like, playing the violin for him. I mean, I think that flu game, uh, that was a playoff game. It was. But, uh, you know, it was come on. the final one. Yeah. Yes. It was in the finals. Come on. Just cry me a river. Like, drink some Gatorade. I mean, they're paying you. Be like Mike.
1: We're talking about the same LeBron James that, that acts as if he's been shot in the chest every time somebody touches him, right? We're talking about that guy that would play through pain and play through illness.
2: He does play through pain. He Like you said, off air, he plays through a receding hairline. Too. <laughs> That's all
1: we've got. Jordan's number one all-time. No way. We'll see you next time.
0: You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Atkin.
5: You might not love your seats, but you'll love the show.